What is up, our friends from the internet? This is the Tech Young Games Podcast. I am your host, Tony, here with my, I don't know, what's the word today? My uh, recently uh, absent yeah, host, Leo. That's, that's literally exactly what I was going to say. That's funny. That's so funny. Uh, yeah, I'm recording a little later. Leo was in uh, the city of uh, Ports uh, this past weekend. <laughs> and uh, It's actually called the Land of Ports. The land, is it really called the land of ports? No, I have no idea what it's called. But the fact that it's not is troubling. Like, it's so obvious. I would love it if the science of Portland, the land of ports. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that actually would be a great and sign. Someone's would... just like, why is, why is it called that? I don't know. Yeah. Could someone look <laughs> up the history on that and see why they call it the land of ports? Yeah. Yeah, that would be amazing. I would be so into that. Um, but yeah, so you had a fun travel weekend. Uh, hope you had yeah, a, a good it was time. Fun. I missed y'all. I missed you and like getting to talk about all this stuff and so much happened, which is like the whole time I was gone, I was thinking like, damn, there's a lot to talk about here. So I'm glad to be here. Glad you had me on as always. And I'm excited to get into it. We're some real gamers, right? And gaming's always on your mind, no I'd matter what I'm, happens. Yeah, I'm the most gamer gamer that ever gamed. I would say you're the second most gamer gamer that ever gamed, but you know, oh, that's after, up for like, debate. Tr- oh, after Shroud, you think? Yeah, after Shroud. Yeah, that's exactly what I meant. It's after Shroud. Uh, with that, with all that hubris, uh, what did you play this week, gamer of all gamers? Oh wow, way to set me up for failure! Damn. Yeah, that's exactly what I did because I know you didn't play shit. <laughs> but you're up here talking a big game, and so I, you got to get called out. Okay? I played a little bit. I played some Mario Kart Eight on the Nintendo oh, Switch. That was actually look fun. at this look at this gamer over here. <laughs> no, I, I I didn't play a lot. I, I, I'll tell you the truth, but I will say, and I know this is common knowledge, but we cannot forget that Nintendo does not fuck around and making extremely accessible games. Like I popped off the little controller, hooked it up to the TV, handed the controller to my friend, and we played a lot of Mario Kart, and it was so fun, and it was so easy to pick up, and it was so like chill. Uh, I don't know. It was just really a reminder of like, oh yeah, that's why this game has sold you know five hundred million copies or however many copies it sold. It's yeah, like, uh, it was, and it was also the switch working exactly as it was designed. You know, it was just like super accessible, super casual. Handed my friend the controller and we played Mario Kart eight and we had a great time. Like it works. Yeah. Actually me and a, a couple of the people at Newegg back in the day used to book a conference room and, uh, play smash brothers like that. Um, at, at one point we actually ended up hooking up to a projector and bringing controllers in. Nice. But, for a while, we would just book a conference for half an hour and unhook to Joy-Cons just sitting there and play Smash Brothers. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I didn't have Smash Brothers, but I'm sure if I did, we would have played that. But it was, yeah, it was funny. I looked around and was like, I feel like I'm in a Nintendo Switch commercial. You were. Everything. <laughs> oh, God. Hello, pay me. No, they're not yeah. going to pay you. <laughs> the other game I did play once I got... okay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just exposure. It's cool. It's worth it. Um, the other game I did play when I, when I got back and I was trying to readjust to my normal life, I finally started Resident Evil 7, which is this a game over here. I know, I know, but I've never played Resident Evil 7, really. Never seriously. Um, so it was actually some, yeah, like, you know, I love this series, as you know, as anyone who listens probably knows, it's one of my favorites. It's up there. And this was like, you know, the newest entry, the, the last entry. I hadn't played it yet, and it was fun diving into it. It was also fun seeing that engine, the RE engine, in its first iteration when they're trying to like work out the kinks. Um, yeah, it's great. It's it's really scary. <laughs> yeah, it seems way too scary for me, especially like in VR. I would never play it. 
Yeah, but, I'm not playing it in VR. The the frame rate's a little too low. But but even so, it's like a and it's also a remarkable juxtaposition to Resident Evil Six, which was really bad and and shitty and weird and and it was cool to see him not just kind of take it back to the basics, but really go in a completely different direction. Yeah, and it I've, seems like the first real horror game in the series. You know, like like yeah. true horror game. Well, yeah, I mean, I think people felt the same way when the first one came out. And in, in retrospect, you know, of course, it's quite quite tame. But this does kind of have that same vibe of like, holy shit, this is really scary and doing some unique stuff. And it also kind of has some Resident Evil staples. Like, the voice acting is not very good. And for some reason, I don't know, maybe I'm brainwashed, but I kind of love that about it. It's just like, I don't know, for whatever reason, Resident Evil just has bad voice acting. I don't know why. They have so much money. It's one of the most successful franchises of all time. And yet, like, are they doing it on purpose at this point? I don't know. Yeah, I don't think uh, Capcom's really into the English voice acting, to be honest <laughs> with you. It, it doesn't seem like any of their games have great English in them, you know? Yeah, why do you uh, think that is? It's so odd. Like, it's I not think like they just, can't afford it or they're stupid. Like, they must, they just don't prioritize it. I think they're just so Japanese, right? I think Capcom yeah. is one of those companies that is like, Japan first, we are a Japanese game maker, um, and that's just kind of how they expect their games to be played. Yeah, I don't think they really care as much, right? I mean, even until recently, like, Nintendo didn't have great, like, true writing and voice acting um, until pretty recently with uh, Treehouse kind of getting everything kind of straightened out and, and writing their English really well. But, uh, yeah, I just don't think, I don't think they give a shit. But uh, it's funny because the game is set in Louisiana. Like, it is a quintessentially American setting. Even more so than, say, Raccoon City, which is a fake city. You know? Like, they're like, explicitly, it's all about the setting. And the setting is very clearly inspired by the South and really clearly inspired by Texas Chainsaw Massacre and, and movies from that era that I love. So it's even more odd that they just were like, yeah, let's take all of these American influences in an American state and really make it about that setting. But just, like, not worry too much about the voice acting. It's not yeah. as bad as the original RE. Like, it's not laughably bad, but it certainly is. When compared to other modern games, I know it's a few years old, but even other games from that era, it's it's weirdly disjointed and surreal, which, again, it kind of helps set the, the tone of of horror and makes you just feel really uncomfortable and weird. So, I don't know. Yeah, I, haven't... I feel like... I feel like DMC has bad voice acting. I feel like Monster Hunter has bad voice acting. Yeah. Like, I mean, a DMC, it's almost its charm, right? It's like, yeah, how, that's what I'm saying. How that's... stupid it is. Like, yeah. it's so over the top. But uh, yeah, I think that it's almost a joke to them, like English voice acting. And I'm sorry if a, if a voice actor for those games hears this, but you got it. You, you know what you're doing. You hear well, it in the booth. Yeah, totally. I think for most voice actors, it's not them failing, it's like the direction. Yeah, it's totally People the direction like, no, the writing, say it like this. You know? and like, like, really? Yeah, say it this way. So, yeah, it's just funny. But, again, it doesn't necessarily detract because it kind of, maybe just because I'm such a Capcom fanboy, but it kind of like, I don't know, it's almost charming in its own way. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Man, that first Resident Evil was so scary when I was a kid. Yeah. That, and, that game terrified the shit out of me. And I did think about that. Like, if you're a kid now playing RE7, which even now is like, what, five years old? No, three. Yeah. It's, you know. It's not it's brand new. Yeah. yeah, and it was that first game in that engine. It still looks pretty amazing, I think, as far as, like, environments. And you can definitely see the edges that you don't see in RE2 and RE3. But that, you know, that makes sense, of course. But it's still very scary and very beautifully rendered and very intentional. And it's a very smart game. And I, I like it a lot. I'm only a few hours in. 
So we'll probably have more to say next week. But I, I did have that thought that you just mentioned, which is like, if I was a kid seeing this, I'd be absolutely fucking terrified. Like, this is really, if I was even like 13, you know, this would be really scary. And I'm sure that's how people felt when they played the first RE. I won't play it. I'm too scared, but I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a bitch when it comes to. I <laughs> <laughs> just don't like jump gonna, scares. There's a lot of jump it. scares. Yeah, I know there's a lot. I, yeah, it is jump scares. I hate jump scares. It's yeah. funny. Like I avoided scary movies and stuff for so long. And then I can't remember which one I watched. I was, I was with a girl I was dating and like her and her sister and her husband were like watching it. They wanted to watch a movie. And of course they pick a scary movie. And so I have to like <laughs> just grin it and watch it. But it didn't have a lot of jump scares, and I'm like, this is just the dumbest thing. Like, this is not scary, right? You know, like, yeah, uh, like it's really only the jump scares that bother me. You know, like it's, I was completely unaffected by like spookiness, you know, and like, uh, it's just when that when they fucking, you know, when they look in that mirror and you know it's coming, and they open that door. God damn, that gets me. Yeah, no, that's fair. It's too much. I mean, I'd say good horror doesn't rely on that so much. But yeah. anyway, that's a different conversation for our horror movie podcast, which is which is coming. You might need a new co-host for that because I yeah, am I think I can convince you. All right. <laughs> It'll be called uh, the Tony Learns About Horror podcast. I refuse. Uh, did you play anything else this week? <laughs> no, I didn't. But I'd really love to hear what you played while I was gone. I'm sure you got up to all kinds of cool stuff. So all kinds of nonsense. Um, one game I played that you might find interesting was uh, Amazon's New World. Oh, interesting. I played in the, the New World preview. Yeah. Uh, it's a like an action MMO, I guess you'd call it. It's That's right. Like action combat, but it's definitely an MMO setting. Uh, it seems okay. Um, you know, I, I think uh, my biggest problem is that Final Fantasy XIV is so good, you yeah. know? And I play any other MMO, and I'm just like, I don't know. You know, it's fine. You know, it's just, it, and I get it's early in that game. Maybe it gets better. Yeah, I mean, imagine being a day one FF14 person. I still love. I still love it. Like, I still think that it's got so much <laughs> yeah. charm and like the the like cinematics are so good. Like, even, fucking the just launch Final Fantasy 14 and don't even start it, and you'll be impressed by that game. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's so just already like, oh, these that was worth fifteen dollars a month for that cutscene. Yeah, like the cutscene and the music alone in the in the intro is just like. This is pretty fucking amazing, you know, like, yeah. um, and you know, I was on that black desert kick and I tried this and it's just, I just always get drawn back into the Eorzea, you know, it's mm-hmm. just, it's too much for me, but, uh, but it's not a bad game. Um, I think it's a little clunky. It feels a little empty. Uh, it's yeah. a little repetitive, but you know, I think it's a preview. I, I don't know if the quests are going to be the same as you get, um, you know, when it's retail launch, you know, I don't know if they're going to have the same kind of pathway of, of missions and monster types, yeah. uh, you know, because I will say as far as MMOs go, uh, I think a lot of them now do a good job in the early game of showing you different environments and maybe throwing you a really early dungeon that's kind of interesting to look at, you know, and I don't think this really did uh, that very well. But um, but yeah, so I played that. I, I've had a decent time with it it's, it's not it's not bad by any how means, but it, the, the the question everyone's wondering is how does it compare to crucible um it's world, similar. the world's it's, most famous and most popular game crucible i feel like there's some similarities between the two to be honest with you and not like new world is definitely a better game than crucible right like don't get me wrong 
But um, and just the feeling of those games, and obviously probably they're on the same engine, right? I think it's that what they call oh, it yeah. Lumberyard or whatever. I assume they're both on that. I don't quote me on that. I just it's their engine, so I assume it is. Um, so there's definitely some similar feelings in the uh, movement and in the um, like action, and you know I think part of it is too it's not super gratifying like the like the hits and stuff, which I yeah. feel like is a big part of Crucible. It felt extremely empty. It's one of those things where you just kind of you die without realizing you ever got hit because it's just you don't feel it at all, right? Or you kill things. Yeah, it lacks that, like, crunch of yeah. combat. Um, But it's definitely a better game. Like, it's more fleshed out. It's uh, more interesting to look at. Um, the character's more interesting. The character creator I found to be really bad. Like, the hairstyles were okay. There's, they're all, it all seems stupid, like, goofy. You know what I mean? Like, you I like Final Fantasy because you can make your character look fucking cool, right? Like, yeah. like super fucking cool. And in this game, I was like, I always usually make female characters because I just think they look cool. Yeah. And I was making them in this, and I was like, these all look terrible. Um, and then I made a male character, and I ended up just making, like, generic dude, you know? Which is not like me at all in these kind of games. And I was just like, I guess I'll just be, like, the guy, you know? Yeah. And, ev- and everyone else in the game is, like, guy. You know what I mean? Like, it's all kind of uh, unless you want like a uh, the friars uh, shaved on top with the <laughs> cul-de-sac all around, like unless you want to do that, you're pretty much just gonna be a dude. Yeah, uh, that is one of the things I love about FF14, and we've talked about this is where you can just sit in a city and just people watch, and it's just like the level of insanity that you'll see from just people walking past, and like their glamours is is entertaining in its own right. Yeah, it's amazing. Like you know, I uh, I find myself a lot of times now just. Uh, when I'm not doing things or waiting for cues, just teleporting back to my uh, free company house because, like, I feel like they have the most interesting glamours, especially like when you just like it's just one person randomly comes or two people, yeah. and you're like, and you, you they don't even know you're like there. You're basically AFK, and they just kind of come in and go and go, and you're like, man, their glamours are sick, you know? Like, like <laughs> what are get, they like, wearing? Yeah, you just focus on one person at a time. Uh, and granted, my free company is kind of real into glamours, but um yeah it's so fun to watch uh but so yeah new world amazon this is the preview for it i don't know when the real game's coming out i know it's been delayed quite a bit yeah um so we'll see i could probably look that up but i kind of don't care yeah Uh, well it's nice it's not at least like a fucking dead on arrival like crucible was you know yeah i don't think so i think people are generally enjoying the game um from the like I don't want to call them reviews, but from like the YouTubers or like the MMO YouTubers, like they've heard of Asmongold, that guy. He does like the WoW videos. Yeah, I think I've uh, heard the name. He's like a long-haired kind. Of, he looks kind of like a. He looks like kind of like the dorky metalhead from high school. You know what I mean? Like not oh, the, yeah. like not a tough metalhead, but like the nerd metalhead. Um, but uh, he seems to like it. He's been playing. He got to like end game and stuff. So, um, so that's good. You know, people seem to be enjoying it. I hope it does well. Um, I don't know. Amazon seems to kind of suck at video games, so let's see. No, it's only their second one. I mean, who knows? Yeah, Um, it is. Well, Nintendo's second video game is pretty good, so I don't know. Yeah, can be done. All Nintendo's games are good, bro. Yeah, all of them. them. All of them. Well, yeah, all of them. Okay. Uh, (laughs) So there's one other game I played that I think would be pretty interesting to talk about. Yeah. And so this is a game I set down like a long time ago mm. and um, didn't think I'd really get back to it. I actually bought the greatest hits version of it on PS4. 
I don't even remember when, maybe like last Christmas, because it was, you know, $13 or something. Um, and finally this weekend, I was just like, I'm fucking, I'm just finishing this. You know, like, I'm trying to burn through these PS4 games kind of before the next generation. I have so many of them just sitting around. Um, and so I played the entirety of God of War this weekend. Nice. That's what my guess would have been. I yeah. loved, yeah. So what did you think? I mean, I know we have talked you... a little bit about this. Yeah, I reviewed it. I played through it. I played through it right at launch, which was kind of rushed. So I really kind of like mainlined the story. Uh, and then I've tried to play it again since, but I haven't, it hasn't quite gotten hooks to me again. But I will say, uh, if you read the review, you can tell I, I adored it. I thought it was pretty amazing. Yeah. So I had a copy at launch um, that we had for the stream. And Michael only let me borrow it for like three days. I think that I was, was just, I think that was the same copy. <laughs> probably was the same copy. And I don't know why he was so adamant on like taking it back, you know, because I know yeah. he didn't play through it, right? But um but so I played it for a few days. I got to whatever the dark elf uh land is. Yeah. Which which ret- in retrospect was the worst part of this it game. Is, that is the you worst know? part of the game, yeah. I um, agree. I'm not surprised I bounced off there after playing it again. Um, because that part fucking is terrible like it's really bad yeah but um i thought the game was uh great there's definitely some parts where uh atreus is annoying as fuck and um because kids are annoying because kids are annoying and it does it does make sense you know um kratos is also annoying as fuck in a lot of this right like his um stoicism is uh borderline psychotic well, but uh, yeah, you know, to be like, fair, he's less annoying than he was in the last few God of War games, where his where his psychosis was like front and center. No, I agree. It's it's like he's not admirable, but he's certainly all you're being is like, wow, you're not that terrible anymore. Yeah, which and, in you his know, character arc makes sense. And he's so desperate to keep these secrets, and yeah. in the context of the story, these secrets aren't like. Um, you know, they're not going to destroy his world. You know what I mean? Like, they're not as dark as he, like, makes them out to be, right? Or at least, like, holds on to them to be. And I feel like there's this um, revolving plot around him, like, you know, and even at the end of the game, it becomes, like, he set tells everything, right? Yeah. And that's kind of anticlimactic, right? You're kind of just like, yeah, we could kind of figure this stuff out. You know what I mean? Like, um, he knows you're a god now. You've kind of talked about how gods are, like, terrible and you know, yeah, you killed your father, like, like, okay, you know, that's but, not even, like, the worst part of his story, like, you yeah, know, he should be true. like, I killed, like, all the gods, like, you know what I mean, like, I was yeah. go- a god-murdering fucking monster. And not just monsters, but I also, like, took a woman and fucking threw her under a chainsaw, like, crazy device, just because I could to get a door open, like, he was, he was, like, the worst person you could possibly be in the older God of War games, which worked yeah. for them. Like, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, but that does highlight, like, how he's changed a little bit. But, I, yeah, I do hear you. It's, uh, to have his it's big a matter secret of what you like, prioritize. Yeah, to have his big secret be like, I fought and killed my dad. You're well, I do. Like, yeah, totally. But like, I, oh, okay, that's not really the worst yeah, part of this. That's, yeah, that's like, for sure. That's the, yeah. But I do like how, when he told his son... That he's a god that the son says, I forget the word, but he's basically like, cool, does that mean I have superpowers? I thought yeah, that was kind of a yeah. neat reaction, because I'd probably feel the same way if I was a little kid, like, oh shit, that's awesome. And he's like, no, no, it's not awesome. It's terrible. And he's like, why? This son's fucking great. Yeah, I think Baldur's by far the best character yeah, he was in the game. Um, and that I turtle thought... that Freya lives under is also an awesome character, just because yeah. he looks so cool. I like the world serpent a lot. I thought he was a yeah. homie, like, to the end, you know, like. Absolutely. Like, 
World Serpent MVP. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, I, I did find I there. I had some disappointments in the game. I thought the boss selection was really uh, limited and not very great. You know, I feel like you fight like a the totem giant thing like so many times. Yeah, uh, you basically fight Balder and you fight a giant carrying a totem yep. like five times each in that game. I and agree. That, that was my biggest complaint through through all of it was the lack of enemies because it's pretty considering how interesting and intricate the world building was the enemies there's like not that many and they no. really do do like the the color swap thing which seems really inelegant considering how much details paid to everything else in that game it was like oh now the giant's red so he's stronger it seemed very uninspired and how many different colors of nightmares do I have to fucking yeah, kill? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, Jesus Christ. And it's, yeah, they're the same. Um, and a lot of rooms where it's like, fight three waves of enemy in this room, yeah. solve small puzzle, fight three waves of enemy in the next room, and you're just like, I get it, you know, but this isn't really uh, top-tier gameplay. Um, yeah. Regardless, the game is beautiful. It is. Uh, the voice acting is incredible in that game. Yeah. Like, the characters are great. Yeah. Um, it reminds me a lot of The Last of Us in that it's like, you, you don't play for the gameplay. And the gameplay is serviceable, it's not bad, but it's definitely not pushing any boundaries. It's all about the art direction, the environments, and yeah, and honestly, the story. Even even yeah. at its weakest points, it's still like, no, oh, I definitely want to know what happens. Yeah, you, yeah, you want to get through to the end. I did find the end a bit disappointing. You know, I feel it's a bit anticlimactic, which... I get, I think it's good. I think it's kind of the nature of that story to have like a somber ending. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's like in the end, once again, you fight the same dude you've been fighting, yeah. you know, um, his, I mean, spoiler alert, his death is, uh, also sad, but underwhelming. You know what I mean? Like you don't I, even, yeah, but I did think the reaction of his mother was pretty interesting and compelling. It was like, Ooh, that's a really, that was not a, a neat tie or like a, not a neat ending where she's like, fuck you. I'm going to kick your ass at some point. I thought that yeah. was cool. That was definitely yeah. felt like, Oh yeah. I think that part was good. I think, you know, like all God of war games, uh, they definitely leave you like there's going to be a sequel and yeah. that's kind of where we're going to leave this, you know, like it wasn't, there's no tidiness at the end. There was only like, I thought the game might go on after that. Let's put it yeah. this way. You fight the last boss and you're like, I don't know if this is over, you yeah. know what I mean? And then you kind of walk to the end and credits roll and you're like, oh, I guess that was the end. Yeah. So I don't know if that's a good, like a, I don't know if that's praise for the game or not. Um, but it is kind of, the ending's very nice um, and, you know, pretty. Um, it's, and it's definitely one of those games, like so many others in the last few years that are like, how the fuck is this running on a PS4? I know it's yeah. low frame rate, but like, talk about a screenshot machine. Like some of those character models are, have no business running on, you know, eight-year-old hardware or however old that GPU is. Yeah, granted, there are times I thought my PS4 was going to take off yeah, from I my bet. desk. Yeah. Like, just launch into my chest <laughs> while I play. Uh, <laughs> just, like was, a, just like the Leviathan Axe. Yeah, the, the fans were spinning <laughs> so hard. Uh, yeah, and it is fun when you uh, some of those, like, axe throw combos and yeah. stuff you get, you get into. I do feel like you get overpowered way too early, right? Well, I do. Like, I have heard this. I haven't experienced it, but I have heard if you much higher difficulty settings, the game is really geared towards uh, much more methodical and thoughtful combat, which is a sign of a good action game as far as I know. I'm, I've never been a big high difficulty combat game, but I have heard that 
at higher difficulty settings, it's quite satisfying and really does require more tactical approach. Yeah, like basically, like even like the skills, like I I feel like I learned them all so fast. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. as if I could get the weapon upgrade, I could buy all the skill upgrades. You know, yeah. and so I was never like wanting. There was never anything on the tree. You're like, oh, I got to get that one first. That looks dope. It was just kind of like I'll just buy all the available ones. You know, yeah. and uh, and you don't really use them that much, right? Like, and a lot of times, kind True. of your basic combos and your your jump R two or like your dash R two, like are are kind of your strongest moves right like you know what you got to do to fight each enemy and not a lot of it is deep in the skill tree right like not a lot of the ways to count those enemies are yeah yeah totally i'm I'm sure it does get more tactical but one one thing i loved about it the lack of tact that kratos has is instead of opening a chest oh yeah fucking punches punches through it it. i love that it's so stupid but it's so funny and it's so like I like that they did keep those elements of old dumbass Kratos who's completely out of date and like whose story is completely ridiculous and a product of its time, but they still kept some of that and I did like that. Like he's like, I don't have time to open this chest. I'm just gonna punch through it and grab whatever's inside. Yeah. I mean I do like how good Atreus becomes, right? Like as far as not just, you know, of course like in the final fight he's very like he's like pro Atreus now somehow. But even before that, even when you're using him in those later uh, missions like you're like oh like he's actually pretty sick you know and he's like yeah. chain lightninging and just yeah. shoot arrows and launching the dogs and you're just like oh like he makes it so much easier you know like yeah. he's actually like a he very feels valid- like, yeah he feels like a co-worker or like someone yeah. who's really helping instead of someone you have to protect like you know ashley and resident Evil 4 or whatever yeah where the first 60 percent of the game he seems like useless you know what i mean like his he can open stuff for you but other than that you're like i don't yeah. know like these arrows don't really seem to be delivering and uh, you know, I'm not really getting like anything I need from it, and uh, yeah, by that that last stretch, you're like, oh, like he is bringing it, you know, like he's really mm-hmm. laying it down. Which he I think knows. Is, he knows he's a god now. Yeah, and I think it's good. I think it shows his growth, and and I think that's kind of the part of the story that's the best, right? I think it's it's heartwarming, you know, um, their relationship, and yeah, uh, I can't say enough about the voice acting. It's so good. Frey is so good. Uh, yeah, the and just the acting in general, like the motion capture is incredible, and yeah, that to me felt like the first time I saw this new wave of motion capture. Which again, I keep bringing this up, but is really, you know, the the newest version of that is The Last of Us Two, which looks so much better than any game has ever looked. And it was like God of War was made me feel the same way. It's just like holy shit, this is a new, this is a new frontier of acting and voice acting in video games, and. Yeah, I don't know. It always makes me happy to see boundaries pushed like that. Yeah, I can't think of one character in that game that wasn't like well voice acted, interesting. Yeah, at least like, interesting. Yeah, even if you don't like it, certainly interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well yeah. voice acted, interesting. Um, kind of a cool character. Like, man, I, I wasn't huge on the blacksmiths. You know, like I got what yeah. they're going for. I thought they were fine. Um, but you know, for the most part, I thought every character was kind of great and fun, and I wanted to learn more about their stories and i think the head guy was amazing yeah, like that was, was probably my favorite part uh so yeah i played through that i liked it i recommend it it's so cheap now so if you haven't yeah, played i know it, like, that's always blows my mind it's like oh 15 dollars for this incredible experience even if it's not the best experience ever it's like it's a remarkable one and it is yet another reason to be like oh the ps4 just just wouldn't stop killing it yeah it's it's so funny man like it's just you play these games on PS4 and you're just like, like where is the Xbox? You know yeah. what I mean? Like there's just nothing 
even like close to like this experience on the Xbox. And there's of like three or four of these on PlayStation that are just like, uh, like, like like generation defining games. You know what I mean? That, um, are pushing the medium forward are interesting, are very adult and mature and, you know, and it's just like, man, there's just like no response to this. It's like deafening, like how um, incomparable the yeah. two generations are as far as well, the well, quality luckily, titles. The Xbox One will change all that with its remarkably strong, you know, launch lineup. I cannot understand these fucking morons on the internet talking about <laughs> Xbox. I, I, it was on Reddit, I think, and someone's like talking about Game Pass, and it's like, Oh, I hope Game Pass is ready when the heavy hitters drop. And I was like, what heavy hitters? Yeah. And they said Awoken and Fable. And I was just like, yeah. Obsidian's a good company. Don't get me wrong. Okay, like Awoken looks neat, right? Yeah. But it's gonna be I'm like sure it'll probably, be interesting. It'll be probably a low eighties kind well, of and also it'll be in two or three years. In two or three years, but yeah. even then, even when it finally comes, right? It'll be a good, a good game. Right, that scores eights probably and uh sells a bit, you know what I mean? Like doesn't blow it out of the water, right? It's probably yeah. you know. Uh Fable, who knows? Like if that game doesn't look good, people are not gonna have any fucking. And interest Fable in it. three was was actual trash. Actual trash, right? Like no one that's what I mean. Like people keep trying to play off the nostalgia of Fable One, but you know, no one has love for Fable Three, right? Yeah. Like yeah. uh so well, yeah, I, I think a lot about like Gears Five, which is like, a, by all accounts, a really well-respected, fucking awesome Gears of War game, like the best of all of them. It looks good, it's fucking cool, it's nice, but it didn't set any. It didn't set the world on fire. It was like, hey, this is the best Gears of War game, and it's awesome and it's cool. But like you said, it's like you know, eighty, maybe ninety, and no one talked about it a couple months after its release. Like, if that's Microsoft's best foot forward. Versus something like God of War, which was, you know, changed the conversation. Or Last of Us 2, which, love it or hate mm-hmm. it, absolutely dominated the conversation for, like, months. I don't know. They're missing something. Yeah, I, yeah, they're, they are missing something. And it's just, it's amazing that they haven't come close to finding it, right? Yeah. Like, there's just nothing, there's nothing in their stable that has, it's, even like touches on what the magic in those games is right yeah that's to that's to me that's what's so like odd and disheartening and i think you know i feel like these people must have never played playstation like they haven't played all these amazing games if they think that somehow like microsoft has good games you know i i just don't understand i think they have i guess they said they have good games they don't have great games you know like i think that's accurate like or maybe they have some pretty good like pretty great games but they just don't have any system sellers, frankly. No, no. It's really that simple. And maybe no. that'll change, and I hope it does, because it would be cool. What if Microsoft does come back and, like, uh, I have no evidence that's happening, but if it did, I'd be quite happy. I don't want to see Microsoft fail or, you know, if, I, if both consoles had great exclusives, that would make me very happy. Yeah, I don't just see how, you know. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. Like I was saying before, I think, uh, I think Phil Spencer is just a plant, right? I think he's uh, the <laughs> ultimate gamer sent in to uh, sabotage uh microsoft right for all their who, past who do, you, who do you think he's working for i think he's uh i think he's a vigilante i think he got three red <laughs> ring of death xboxes right? he's not actually working for an opposing government or no. company he just he just really hates microsoft he had too many fucking three xbox 360s red ring of death <laughs> he tried the towel trick 
He tried to reflow it in the oven. He tried nothing to, was working. He tried to reapply the thermal paste. Yeah, yeah, nothing was working for him. And he finally was like, fuck this. I'm going to business school. I'm going to fucking take gonna, over this I'm goddamn make company. However many millions of dollars a year just to, just to sabotage it. Just to, hey, vengeance is the, the ultimate motivator, stage, yeah. all right? Like, I think fucking, I think people trying to prove something to someone else are the most successful people in the world. You know, like, yeah. uh, uh, happy people don't, like, don't do those things, but. Yeah, they don't uh, drive Microsoft into the ground. Yeah, because I like Phil Spencer. I just don't think he has the, um, you know, the, I just don't think he's, like, cutthroat enough for, like, what needs to happen to, like, make Xbox a thing again you know what i mean i feel like he's a nice dude and says the right things but like he says the right things for a gamers not for a company who's trying to like succeed you know yeah yeah but uh we'll see. we'll see we'll see man we'll see it's a big year it's really it a is. couple months away you know we're uh i know it's so weird to think about yeah we're quickly approaching uh console season they're saying uh like the second week of november it looks like the consoles are actually going to drop uh, they haven't announced any release dates, but a lot of games are showing like, hmm. uh, like launch dates, like uh, the, between the tenth and the seventeenth, like those two Tuesdays. Wow! So there's a lot of stuff that looks like it's like, like it's coming, up, like like DLCs and updates and stuff that are all like launching on those days. So they're thinking that that's the uh, next uh, the con- the day of the console launches. That's so the we'll window. See. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. We'll be here to talk about it. Oh, we'll talk about it. I can't wait. Did you pre-order your uh, PS5? I did not for for reasons that will become apparent when we start talking about what's going in the PC world. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, let's take a quick break. Uh, we will come back with some uh, some amazing news that we already teased. We got a teaser going on <laughs> yeah, here, boys. Right? That was pretty good, huh? Yeah, that was pretty good. All right, Leo. Let's uh, let's kick it off with our with our our hot tease story about PC hardware here. I'm sure everyone knows because this is. The biggest news in gaming right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, NVIDIA has announced the new 3000 series graphics cards. That's correct. It's uh, pretty crazy out there. We're looking at a 3090, 3080, and 3070. Um, if you guys aren't PC gamers, uh, 80s are always the high-end card. The 70s are the mid-range card. And now the 90 is a new, even higher-range card, um, which is pretty crazy. And uh, so, what what was the prices on these? It was uh, five, seven, and the the thirty ninety is fifteen hundred. Yeah, fifteen hundred. I'm because looking it's at, like, essentially trying to compete with like the high end professional workstation cards, which are called the Titan. So it's essentially yeah. like a a weirdly. I mean, I kind of like this segmentation, but it's essentially like, hey, we'll give you a gaming card, but it's ridiculous and insanely expensive, and you do not need this. But if you want it, it's here. This is not for humans. Well, it's for, yeah, I guess not. It's for true elite gamers. It's being touted as the first 8K gaming card, which, again, seems a little silly. But Wow, I bet, I bet Xbox must have it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah, no, for sure, they're incorporating the 3090 into their $500 computer. Wow, that's incredible. What a value. <laughs> I think uh, it's, a, it's a remarkable price structure. It's like a, It's much cheaper than I was expecting, and I do wonder how much of that is because of uh, so another large ga- gaming company or co- PC hardware company entering the market this year. And then I don't know. No one knows what AMD has coming, but it seems like it's aggressively low price, not the 3090, but everything else. And I'm yeah, surprised it, by that. Cause the 20 series was quite expensive. 
and it just seems like they're framing these cards um in a way to like for consumer adoption right which is yep. honestly strange because you know previously the so the 2080 ti which is like the previous yeah. high-end card i think it started at like 1300 retail and they sold between like 12 and 1400 dollars yeah um depending on the version you got and uh the cooling and all that right but mm-hmm. uh you know they're positioning this 3070 to be technically faster than the 2080 ti uh, at $500 right so you know for a company that's honestly been unable to keep even uh $1300 video cards on the shelves right they were just selling out as fast as they can make them to kind of create this um higher powered uh value kind of conscious card is pretty incredible right like it's uh it's quite a position to be in and these things are going to be fucking hotcakes right it's gonna be so hard to eat your hands on one of these bad boys i'll tell you that yeah for sure i mean i want one and it is interesting to your point like why are they doing that they must have a reason and the only reason that makes sense to me is someone who like you know follows this stuff closely but has not a huge amount of insider knowledge the only reason they would do that is if they felt there was a threat because otherwise yeah they would sell at you know 25 percent higher and there's a reason they're not selling them like that so i'll be curious yeah. to see what the the rest of the year brings from the competition yeah, I'm surprised they weren't like 700, 900, and 1500, right? Like, yeah, uh, it there's, seems like that yeah. would have. There's got to be a reason. Would have definitely sold out. Yeah, there's got to be a reason. And, you know, maybe that's they want room for like iterative versions in between. I know that was kind sure. of an that's issue, um, you know, with like 2080 Supers and, yeah. uh, and the different kind of models that kind of uh, they tried to weave in between these, right? Because the pricing was kind of everywhere. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this is really exciting. It's an exciting place uh for pc gaming um and if you're a pc gamer i mean i'm still using a 1080 like i'm definitely uh do an upgrade and uh yeah this might be my uh my calling to step it up i i totally agree so i have to ask if you get a 3070 or a 3080 or whatever if you want to go crazy spend big money and get a 3090 what are the games you're looking forward to playing the most um so I would probably get a 3070 um, yeah, just because same. there's just so much, it just seems like so much value there. Right. Uh, the games I want to play the most, this is kind of sad. Cause I don't think this is like, like the best game, but uh, Halo infinite same. No call of duty, man. Oh, interesting. With rate, with full, full on ray tracing. I think call of duty is so pretty. I you know what I mean? Like that, war, that modern warfare, not yeah. Warzone. Modern Warfare is such a good-looking game. I know. Uh, the the lighting in those missions is beautiful. It's ridiculous. Uh, but so that beautiful. thing that thing was driving my computer to uh to an early <laughs> grave, right? Like Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh yeah, I'm excited to see how this card would handle that and uh how much better it could even look and um you know, I think that's one of those games like I think most of the stuff I play is pretty um you know, pretty easy on my machine where I feel like call of duty really is that one. That's like, this looks great, but man, it could look greater. You know, yeah. if you just had a little more juice to, to weave in here, we could really make this a thing. And, uh, yeah, I'd be excited to see that. Yeah, me too. What that, about you? What game? That's a, that's a good answer. I was going to say, I'd been really dying to play control, but I've been Ooh, just yeah, waiting because one. it's so, because apparently it's such a good example of, of ray tracing implementation i'm really been waiting until i have a card capable of it and i think the series from what i understand looking at the you know nvidia's benchmarks which can mean a lot of different things but from what i understand at 1440p you can get you know 
80, 90, 100 frames in control with full RTX implementation at high. So we'll see, you know, these, these numbers are never that clear, but I'm really excited to play that game in all its glory. And the fact I've waited for a year, two years, however long it's been, I'm super stoked about it. I'm also really excited to play Cyberpunk. And I think having a 30 series GPU will, will make it even better, you know, because that also has ray tracing and they've had a lot more time to implement it in new and unique ways. And it already looks so beautiful from trailers. I, I am excited to, you know, push those settings up to ultra. Yeah, I'm excited for that, too. So I think that'll be a great showcase of these cards when they finally do drop. Well, um, in like 10 days. Yeah. That's what's exciting. It's like, damn, that's why I love the way NVIDIA does this. They're like, well, I won't be able to get one in 10 days, but yeah, yeah, I do love the way they're like, here they are. And we all knew this was coming. Like, if you pay attention, this was not a huge surprise, but it was so cool to be like, here's everything you need to know. And these are coming out in 10 days. It's not like a lot of games where they drop the trailer and are like, all right, we'll talk again in one and a half years. Well, we knew the cards were coming. We didn't know which cards, how much they would cost and when they were coming, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah. So it's pretty exciting. It is uh, exciting. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. And yeah, as soon as I get one, I'll let you all know. So here is uh, the n- biggest non-story of the week. <laughs> uh, I'm so, so I saw this kind of popping around on uh, Twitter initially. I think uh, Wario64 posted this oh, nice. when I first saw it. And I was just like, duh. But um, so... Ubisoft says PS5 isn't backwards compatible with PS3, PS2, PS1. Uh, they removed the claim. The source says claim now removed. But did anyone think that was going to be the case? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't understand um, how this even became a thing. Because I know there was like a rumor a long time ago that PS5 would support like all titles backwards compatible. But there's never been any like word that that was a thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, as far as I know, I would love nothing more. That would be incredible, but there is no incentive for them to do that. Yeah, I just like the counter incentive, like they can just keep selling their emulated games through whatever marketplace. And the PS4 wasn't as far as I remember backwards compatible with anything at all. Yeah, it didn't have any backwards compatibility. Um so yeah, I th- this was so weird. I saw it pop up. People were like, "Oh, I can't believe it." And it's like, "What?" Like what are you talking about? Yeah. First they first they keep Spider Man and now they're not letting me play my many PS2 games. Monsters. Yeah. I actually have some PS3 games still and I oh, am not right. upset, right? Like I it's it's fine. I have a PS3 hooked up to my other TV just because occasionally I want to play like a PS1 game. And it is annoying, I will say. Like I again, I would absolutely love if the PS5 was backwards compatible with every PlayStation game. That would be incredible. But that's absurd. That's never once happened ever. Uh, and it, they never said it would happen. So yeah, to your point, talk about a non-story. It's like, also turns out the PS5 doesn't play Xbox One games, which is really upsetting. (laughs) It's just odd. It's like, yeah, no shit. You can't just be mad about things you invented. Yeah. It's, it's so weird. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's just one of those things, man. It's popped up on Twitter. You're just like, why is this? I don't even think this is news. I'm sorry I brought it up, guys. I'll be honest with you. We're playing into the machine. Yeah. Although, I do want to stress, I love backwards compatibility when it does happen. Like, the fact that the Wii had a, an actual physical GameCube built in was so cool. The fact that Wii U is compatible with Wii games was so cool. Um, I love that shit when it does happen. Or even the PS3 and the PS1. 
Yeah, it's but cool. the PS3 just kind of PS3 kind of ruined it for PlayStation and backwards compatibility. Let's so. be honest. I think that's when they realized like, oh, people don't care about this. Unfortunately, like, and it was do, too weird, yeah. right? The yeah. hardware couldn't support anything else, and it was, so it was confusing. Like, and it just, I, I totally understand why. And then they realized because of Nintendo, oh, we can just sell emulated versions of our games, and then it costs zero overhead, and we don't have to install additional hardware. So it makes sense, unfortunately. But and we make money on it. Yeah, Instead exactly. of spending money, we make money. Yeah, there's we no do that? overhead. Yeah, we just release ROMs that someone else probably ripped and enjoy. Yeah, and I mean that's a lot of what Xbox backwards compatibility is, yeah. right? Like, like we can just sell these old games that people didn't don't actually yeah. own. Like the percentage of people that own these games and the percentage of people that would have to rebuy them, yeah, is like such that we'll just say it's backwards compatibility, but we'll just sell them to people, right? Yeah. As uh, digital titles but but uh, then yeah nintendo took it even further by being like yeah you have to subscribe to play our 30 year old nes games yeah, and if we'll you take stop giving away. us money we'll take them away and then we get mad when people pirate 30 year old roms it's not even if you stop giving us money them. if the month changes we'll take them away yeah yeah Ugh. yeah it's fucking gross it um is. all right so uh next story um i don't know what do you want to do uh a b or c let's go with b you had to pick b mm-hmm. uh so uh our old uncle joe the dog-faced pony soldier b for uh, biden <laughs> e for, yeah why is it why is it the e that's highlighted in all the biden stuff <laughs> is there a reason like is it like three or something i don't who knows it's probably some q shit who knows you know what i mean though the e is always like different colored and yeah. like uh, i don't know why uh okay uh so the joe biden campaign or i don't know if that's the name of the campaign but they released <laughs> a bunch of animal crossing um uh, like yard signs and um campaign things for your for your island and animal crossing um and yeah. uh yeah that's the whole story that's people it. were very upset people were extremely upset about this um i think it- it's pretty lame you know, I agree. Uh, I mean, that's my whole thought is it's just like, it's pretty low effort and it's, uh, it's just lame. It just reeks of, and you know, we've been a part of this system, so I'm not trying to judge whoever came up with this idea, but it does feel like, Oh, we gotta, we gotta do video games, you know, we gotta do video games. So what's, what's a way we can spend some money to get in a video game. And then, and then they probably, you know, saw what AOC did to a great success and we're like let's yeah. do that and just it does reek of like a big ass corporation which essentially these campaigns are being like oh oh we gotta do we gotta do video games it just feels very disingenuous yeah i think if aoc hadn't done her thing um this would seem a lot more um clever you yeah. know what i mean and, and and when she did it love her hater she did a good job because she was like, this game's fun and it's fun to talk to people in the game. Whereas this was, does not have yeah. that feeling. <laughs> it was kind of her thing, right? She was yeah. just like, oh, I'm she doing this. She likes Animal Crossing, yeah. It seemed like she was playing the game and yeah. it just it was like a natural Nobody evolution thinks Joe Biden is playing Animal Crossing. And we if, all if, know he's not. Yeah. That's, I guess maybe that's all it is, right? Like if he was, I don't know, that's, that's, that's what's irritating. It's, it's like Joe Biden doesn't, someone had to explain to him, be like, and then we're going to put it in this video game. And he was like, what? That's why yeah. it feels disingenuous. Yeah, here's my hot tip for any uh, potential presidential candidates out all there right, listening, listening to the show. You're all listening. Yeah, uh, if you want to do something like this, don't release it through the campaign. Yeah, have someone in the campaign that is in the correct demographic. Yep. Release it themselves. Yeah. Right. If a campaign aide that's like in their 20s or 30s was yeah, like, puts it on Reddit. 
Yeah. I love Animal Crossing. I work for Joe Biden's campaign, so I made these sweet Biden signs. Yep, you're like, right. That shit would be fine. People would be into it, right? Yep. But having this like official like fucking uh you know donate money and we'll send you a CD with the signs on it or something, right? Like it just feels <laughs> a floppy disk. Yeah, it feels so out of touch and so like um, it's just so ill advised, right? Yeah. Like um, and it's fine. Who cares? Like I don't think it's a big deal. It's just uh, definitely reeks of inauthenticity, right? Yeah, I think you're absolutely right that if it was like. Yeah. Campaign aid, release it on Twitter, and even if there was a video of Joe Biden looking at him and being like, What is this? Yeah. Even that would be funny and kind of interesting, but like, yeah, this idea that it's this calculated marketing campaign. Ask fucking AOC to do it. You know what yeah, I mean? She like, probably would. Yeah. Why not? She's on your team, right? Yeah. She's She's got this fucking street cred. She's yep. in your squad, right? Be like, Hey, AOC, we're trying to win this presidency thing. Uh, you think you could give some of these signs out? You think you could play some Animal Crossing for us? Yeah. You could give some of these signs out to your close friends, right? Trade them for some yeah. fucking some cherries and some peaches. Yeah, and if right? someone like, drops that shit on Reddit, you know, that's okay, too. Yeah, right? Like, it will find its own way to the top. You don't have to, like... Yeah, yeah you don't have to put out a fucking press release. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Fucking dummies. These bunch of dummies. These guys don't... <laughs> I feel like this guy doesn't want to win. It's be so yeah. easy to win. Just try to win, please. Just just not be insane. That's all you yeah, have to do. But just try try to fucking win, please. You know, the hard. worst so the worst thing is like there's this uh God, I can't remember what the quote was, but Trump tweeted this thing about Joe Biden and it's a, a clip of him saying something ridiculous like Yeah in Joe Biden's America will never be safe or something, right? Or if I was president and it's a clip of Joe Biden in a campaign speech mocking Trump. So he's like saying what Trump would say. Yeah. Right. Oh, and it's God. like, it's like, why would you say things that you know, like, you know, they're going to make fun of you for yeah. in a, in a mocking Trump tone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just try to win, please. Can yeah. you please just stop? Just do the bare minimum. That's, yeah. that's probably all it'll take. Just, just say just friendly stop. platitudes about togetherness yeah. and just don't say anything else, please. Yeah. Like, please just stop. Just say we all need to be together and love each other. And I swear to God, you'll be the president of the United <laughs> States. Right? Like, like yeah. it's, please. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's my political. T- that wasn't a very hot take. So I, I think it was I'll an accurate by. take, though. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, a or C for the last uh, two stories. I'm going to go C. Madden 21 release falls flat uh, with gamers. I shouldn't have chosen uh, this topic. I know, especially because the story is from Fox News. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I'm why sure other people reported on it. Yeah, I don't that know is, why that is kind of interesting. Story came up first. Uh, Good SEO. Yeah, so Madden's got sixes on IGN and Gamespot. People are not stoked with Madden. Some of these tweets of the story are great, though. I gotta say, whoever put the story together, like they picked some prime fucking tweets to uh, to drop in the story. Nice. Uh, I guess that's the standard we hold reporters to find good tweets. I mean, it's as good as it gets. Find other space. people's content, <laughs> and then it, yeah, it's as good as these stories get. All right, yeah. uh, the the state of the media currently is. Uh, yeah, this is not atrocious. unique to Fox News. Like everyone's yeah. doing this bullshit. So I'm yeah, not trying to call them out. Yeah, it is. Did you see? Did you see the story about uh, the Donald Trump's grandson building a Lego White House? No, that I did was, not. They chased for days about like. 
That's not, he didn't really build the White House. Correction, he did build the Lego White House. <laughs> yeah, like, for real, this is the story. And these, I was, are it was important, like, these are important issues. Like, they called it Lego Gate or something. And I was just like, what is the fucking. I mean, yeah, Lego Gate hashtag. You can find it on Twitter. If you're interested in Lego Gate, you guys. If, you, search, if you absolutely hate yourself. If you hate yourself and you want to uh, be mad both because the story is stupid and because Donald Trump is fucking retarded, and, then, beca- and because our podcast is contributing to the discourse on this it's like yeah there's a lot of reasons to be mad (laughs) there's tons of reasons to be upset about this (laughs) and we're just one of them we're probably the smallest reason to be honest with you um unfortunately you know i'd love if we could really make an impact but no we can't uh so madden 21 (laughs) got a six uh on game sponsor i mean it's mostly because it's the same i I saw for a while it was like one of the lowest rated games on metacritic um yeah, it's uh it's pretty bad. Glitchy. Um the user score is point four. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. There's this uh there's this really sad, it's uh like a four video, like a quad box, and it's all of the Patriots touchdown celebrations from Madden seventeen to Madden twenty, and they are exactly the same. Yeah. Like it is um depressing how bad it is. And they um they removed the mode the franchise mode I guess never didn't really get like completed for it um so they added a yard mode but I think what people were looking for was this uh um uh, what do they call it like the Madden team franchise mode wasn't um wasn't in the game which I think people really liked so that's funny um, I mean I don't play Madden I don't I'm not a big like football person but I do understand that these are huge sellers so it's interesting to see that EA is just phoning it in and i do remember i don't know if it's ea to be clear but there was a wrestling game i think it was last year that was just so bad and so buggy and so half-assed and just clearly so rushed again i don't remember if it was ea i want to say it was but if you know any of y'all out there can remember let us know but it is interesting to see these like iterative titles which are just huge cash cows and some of them are good from what i understand i'm not passing judgment on the genres but yeah can only you can only duplicate the same thing with minor changes so much before people are like, "Hey, go fuck yourself." Yeah. And then charge $60 or sometimes more. Yeah, it's uh pretty pretty lame. Um and it yeah, is. it's it's amazing they got away with it this long, let's be honest. And you it's going like... to it's going to besmirch EA's, you know, glowing reputation among gamers. Yeah, they were the biggest name in games for the longest time. You know, what's really sad is uh have you watched there's a like a docu series on Netflix called High Score. Have you yeah, seen? Yeah, I watched. It? I watched the first episode and the last episode, and I'm going to watch the other ones. And I, I did enjoy it. So I haven't finished it, but I watched an episode in the middle, and it's about like EA and the like a, the first Madden game. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting, you know, how EA is like a sports game company. Like they were, they were yeah. created because someone wanted to make a sports game, right? And um. You know, and 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 they wanted it on the the fastest hardware, which was Sega at the time, and so that's how Madden became a thing. Yeah, because uh, John Madden yeah, and they secured the, game the license. Be, yeah, yeah, John Madden wanted the game to have all the players on the field. Like that's what he said, and the only thing they could do that on was a Sega because it was sixteen bit, right? Um, but it's like, yeah, like they've had this game for so long, and um, it's got such a history and such a history in games, and uh, to see it just become such iterative garbage, right? Um, which it kind of has been for the past. God, I don't know, 20 years almost, since like 2000, right? Well, people keep uh, saying 2008 apparently was like the best football game ever made. And then yeah. it just got worse, which is kind of interesting. Like, I'm curious why. I don't know anything about sports games, but I do like hearing like, no, 2008 Madden was the best. It's sort of funny. 
Yeah, I don't know either. I've played those games here and there, right? And so yeah. I never really noticed that big a difference in them. But um, you know, we had a friend's house and they want to play Madden. But um, but yeah, it's it's sad. Yeah, it's sad to see them fall from grace when there's so much kind of history behind that game. Yeah. Um, yeah, agreed. All right. Last but certainly not least, the new Nintendo Switch Two Woo. release date, specs, leaks, and more. This is from Tom's Guide by Michael Andronico. I did not reference anyone else who wrote stories I talked about in the game, in the show. So, uh, sorry, y'all. Uh, let's see. Where are the specs for this thing? Honestly, there are, are there looking, specs? Not really. We're looking at the story yeah. before the show, and it's like, there's nothing really here. Uh, just some speculation. And I don't care at all. Like, I think it's cool. I think Nintendo Switch is cool. I think a Switch 2 is natural for them, right? But, you know, it's going to be kind of stuck with the limitations of the original Switch. You know what I mean? It can't really do too much. And, you know, we've seen these kind of iterative consoles out of Nintendo before. We have. They're really not a lot to write home about. I mean, I don't know about that. I mean, I will say this is their pattern, and it's predictable. And we kind of knew this was coming. They did a little bit differently this time because they released a, a worse version first, which is kind of unusual for them. But I will say that the like sometimes those iterative consoles are substantial improvements. I'm thinking about like the Game Boy Advance SP. You remember that clamshell bad boy that was so much better than the launch. The DSI was so much better than the launch DS. And even the 3DS XL, like you know, they're not always. They don't just phone it in. I guess is all I'm saying. It kind of reminds me of, like the PS4 Pro versus the PS4. They they. I don't know. The iterations can make the console substantially better. It doesn't, to your point, it doesn't change the hardware entirely. I don't think this is a Switch 2, which this clickbait headline is saying it is. This is not a doubt it's a new CPU or maybe, you know, it's a slightly upgraded version of the the NVIDIA GPU maybe. And maybe it'll have a, you know, it'll have a higher refresh rate screen, better battery life. But even that, you know, it can be, can be cool. It's not going to be iterative, but it'll be. I bet it'll be substantial. They have a pretty good history of making their consoles better. Yeah, I just feel like the improvements you just named are all like ergonomics, right? Which yeah, I feel yeah. like the Switch I feel like the Switch Lite is the one that does that. I don't think the problem is I don't think with the Switch like, you know, the slide out controllers, there's a lot they can do as far as making that a more ergonomically sound console right like you're kind of stuck in this form factor unless it's like well original switch joy cons won't work on this one you need uh you need switch two joy cons and you know and none of your previous hardware will work or you know like i just don't see that happening i imagine you'll see a better battery life maybe some more support for like upscaling resolutions right like yeah the uh, dock will probably be better yeah because like you know um switch doesn't need to run games at 4k but being able to natively output 4k so at least the your TV's not upscaling a 1080 signal, right? Like, um, would be a, a big improvement or have some kind of technology in there to at least, uh, fake it, you know, um, would be nice. But, uh, but yeah, like, you know, this article, like all these articles, I thought there would be more substantial here because people have been talking, I've been hearing a lot of buzz about this. Yeah. Um, but it's There's, really just, yeah, it's a nothing burger. I mean, I do think it's interesting that they're doing it, but again, not in, not even remotely surprising. This is what they always do. And the truth is, at least for me, I love my Switch. I think I think it's a great console. I think it lives beautifully next to the PS4 and my PC. Like, I really do think that. That's a popular opinion, but it's an accurate one. 
I really like it. I like the form factor. I think it's great. There's some great games for it. But the truth is, like, uh, I don't, I don't need a new Switch. Like, my Switch is fine. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I'm yeah. not. I don't look at my Switch the way I do it, like the Nvidia GPUs we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild Two is not going to run, you know, at a substantially higher frame rate on the Switch Two. And even if it did, I'm not sure I'd care. Yeah, I thought I would be upset actually with the Switch Lite because you kind of give up a lot. But the form factor is so much better. Like, I yeah. love the Switch Lite in comparison to the Switch. You know, like, I don't need uh, a bigger Switch. I don't need a heavier Switch. What I need is smaller, lighter Switches, to be honest with you. Like, um, like it's just so much easier to have a Switch you can truly carry around and you're not worried about Joy-Cons breaking off. And, you know, like, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a nice machine. Yeah. And, yeah, like, I just don't, I don't have any desire to get another. Now, maybe if they had a Breath of the Wild 2, like, pack-in custom you know, limited edition switch. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they will. Then maybe I could get another switch, but well, that's something we'll, that's a bridge we'll cross when we get to it. Okay. We don't need <laughs> yeah, to talk about an that. Elven right bridge. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's fair. No, I think you're right. I wonder, almost wonder if they wouldn't, if they shouldn't move the, the handheld components into a much smaller direction and just make the dock way more powerful somehow. I don't know how that would work, but like if they really double down on the switch is very ergonomic and portable and the dock really makes it stronger. That, you know, that could be a powerful combination. That would kind of be like doubling down on their original conception of what the console's supposed to be. Yeah, if they had a Switch Lite that had the technology in the dock to make it yeah. um, dock better, you know what yeah. I mean? And a better screen and better docking. That would be, that's a strong value proposition, I think, especially if you don't have a Switch. Yeah, I love my, I love my Lite. It's so, I you know, still haven't touched one yet. Like, it's I so really comfy. Want to. I can't, I cannot justify buying one. There's no world where I can, but I, yeah, next time I'm in LA, going to be playing yours. Hope yeah, you you're, you're always welcome to come over and get your hands on my Switch Lite. <laughs> Open invitation. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so that was the last story I had today. Anything else you wanted to get into before we uh, run off? No, I think, you know, I wanted to say it was great talking about all this stuff. I was holding a lot of it in and it was nice to, it was nice to talk it all out. But I think we pretty much covered everything. I'm glad uh, we got to the, to the bottom of this, got to get all of our uh, gaming talk out of the way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was a good time. It was a really good time. It was. I hope you all enjoyed. Yeah, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, Techia Gamecast, Techia Gamecast, Techia Podcast at <laughs> Maybe we should change it to that just to be safe. TechiaPodcast.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, uh, and all the all the socials. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate it. We love you, and go play some games.